Having high cortisol levels, it also inhibits the release of testosterone and human growth hormone. So it really impacts our overall like functioning immune system as well. So, so if we're super stressed out, and this goes back to even sleep, if we're lacking sleep, you know that we're not fueling our muscles the way we should. And, and of course, as we know, higher cortisol levels leads to higher fat storage. And so we're actually working against ourselves. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Society Podcast. I'm Anthony alongside Ashley and the tables have literally turned. <laughs> we just hopped on opposite sides of the table this time. Um, but we're on episode 32. And if you guys have, haven't tuned into last week's episode, we spoke about six things to consider when looking at the number on the weight scale. We we have a few clients that often ask and people who, who reach out essentially and they weigh themselves every day. And, and so we, we wanted to provide a little bit of insight and feedback on essentially what that number is really meaning and how we can kind of better incorporate that number into our fitness and workout routines and whatnot. So so this week's episode, it, it, it kind of piggybacks off of last week's um there's nothing worse than essentially working out for months or years and and not seeing progress and i think we've all been there and when we currently go through these situations right um but it happens more often than not and and i'm sure we've seen these individuals at the gym um who are there pretty much every day and and they don't seem to make any um any changes they don't seem to look any different you know week after week month uh years and and whatnot and so for this episode, we wanted to talk about four reasons why your muscles are not growing. And um, so we'll, we'll dive right into it. But Ash, I know you and I talk about this a lot on the side. And I mean, it's such an important you know, conversation to have because even in our own personal fitness and, and, and uh, health and wellness journeys, you know, we have to be super mindful of that because we each have different goals. And if we're not essentially in line with the things we'll talk about if we're not essentially in line then then we're either going to be going backwards we're not going to meet our goals we're going to be getting discouraged and frustrated and and i think that's where we see a lot especially clients but a lot of people reaching out we're just like you know what or they throw in the towel early because they're yeah. not seeing the results they they want and whatnot yeah i think the first thing to know is any type of progress it's gonna take time definitely but then you know on the flip side of that you know are you doing everything that you need to be doing as well to make that progress happen so i think i mean I've been one of those people <laughs> that right. you were, yeah, you know, yeah. just mentioning that I was going to the gym and I was, you know, doing a bunch of cardio or I was, you know, doing all these workouts that I thought were beneficial for me and everything that I was not doing outside of the gym, which I think is a little bit of what we're going to jump Definitely. into was just being counteractive of everything that I was trying to do in the gym. So I think this is a really good topic because I think a lot of times we're like, I'm working out every day but that's not all that's required mm -hmm. to build muscle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and let's just kick it off already. And we're not going to, this is, this won't be too crazy long of an episode, we hope. But, you know, we may get caught <laughs> no, in conversation. So yeah. <laughs> um, but number one, you just kind of went into that a little bit, though. It's not just about workouts. But number one is nutrition, lack of proper nutrition and proper calorie intake. And a couple little notes I have here is like, 
I feel like this is one of the biggest reasons why individuals do not see muscle progress, right? Because you have to feed your muscles the right nutrients. You have to feed your, your muscles the right proteins, carbs, and and ensure you're consuming enough calories for your body composition, for your activity level, and your total daily um uh, energy expenditure. So essentially, if you have somebody who, um, I don't know, I'm just shooting out stats here, six foot, right? 200 pounds, but they're sedentary. So their activity level is zero. Then it's calculated differently because essentially your body's not necessarily, basically the only, the only, um, fat it's burning through, or it needs energy is essentially just off of how to function day to day, you know, yeah. and, and the, the calories that you're consuming, being able to burn those and whatnot. But as far as activity level goes, um, it's, it's going to be altered a little bit. Um, so essentially like you, you want to be sure that you're consuming enough quality protein carbs. That's essentially what's needed to build proper muscle. And I think, you know, that's super important to know, um, especially after a workout getting that yeah. first meal within within two hours and, and even before your workout depending on what For your sure. goals are you want to make sure that you're fueling fueling up correctly and that you're consuming the right amount of carbs to help you have energy throughout your meal and obviously you need protein if you're the right amount of protein if you're wanting mm -hmm. to put on that muscle mass which you know is what we're talking about today so i think a lot of the times it's I have people who are like, I eat a lot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but you're eating a lot of like fats, right? Yeah. It's obviously really exactly. easy to, to hit calories if that's all that you're focusing on. But that's why we like to kind of break it down and focus on macros because to build muscle, to burn fat, we all know that all of that, we need to have the right amount of protein and the right amount of carbs to make that happen. Yeah, most definitely. And, and for me, you know, I've, I've, this happens to me a lot, honestly, because you know, macros are so important because if you're trying to put on muscle and, and you're not even consuming enough, you know, calories, then you're not going to be growing. And, and, and I've, I've run into this personally so many times where, you know, I'm, you know, I don't get super discouraged about it, but I do get in my head about it. And I'm like, man, you know what? Like you're not seeing the progress that you're wanting to see. And it's like, we talked about last week about the weight scale is that nutrition plays a huge part. And you want to, you want to ensure that you're, you're getting enough calories in. Um, and we'll talk about after we, when we talk about workout, but you know, ensuring that you're not also just burning right through it. Yeah. Right. And so you have to make sure that's what we talk about. Total daily energy expenditure is that for somebody who is, is very active compared to a sedentary person, they're going to have their macros calculated different. And it's going to be added a little bit more because it's taken into effect that they're going to be working out. They're moving a lot, whatever the case may be, but that type of activity. And so, ensuring that um, some of the, the most essential macros that you're needing to build muscle, protein and carbs right after a workout, you know, protein is obviously it goes to your muscle synthesis. Carbs are feeding to that to replace the, glyc uh, the glycogen stores as well. So right after your workout, the most important thing is to get, you know, that meal, you know, and it's within ten, uh, two hours, excuse me, I'll say 10 hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, not 10 hours, idea. two hours. Um, but you don't get this. And I, I know there's a lot of studies out there where, we've all kind of been thinking like, Oh, you know what, get protein in, get protein in, get protein in and, and as much as you can. Right. And once you go over the, the amount of protein yeah. that you're needing for your, your TDE is, is essentially the rest of that protein is just quote unquote spilled over and it's going to get stored as fat. And so more protein isn't always good. And so once your adequate usage has been met, 
just you know understand that the rest is getting used for energy it's getting used to to basically storage as as fat in your body and so um it's super important and 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 obviously we we track calories we track macros and i know for some listening or they might be thinking like well damn that just sounds like so much work right um i know you're big into portion guys right yeah. so i mean you, you talk a lot about that with, with clients as yeah, well so to make it easier as a transition i think it's a good transition and also you also don't want to be stuck tracking calories forever like right. there's a fine line between healthy tracking and then becoming obsessive with it to where like you're not even able to enjoy like your life or right. outings no, without definitely. feeling that that stress of oh i'm an overeater i have to you know under eat or i'm measuring everything and you right. know it becomes redundant at a certain point so i'm very big on you know once i've had a client who's been on with me for like a year or so i'm like hey we can still if you're in a maintenance phase we can practice more portion control after you've been tracking for a good amount of time like I can look at rice and know this is a full cup. This is right. about half a mm-hmm. cup, right? I'm not necessarily having to measure every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, if I have specific, really set goals that I want to hit, then Absolutely. yes, 100% at that point, I am measuring, you know, Most a definitely. tablespoon of peanut butter, which is the saddest thing you can do, it right? And, and, I and a tablespoon measuring. is an amount of peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, it's not like the, the tablespoon that you scoop and you have scoop like and a whole other whatever, two or three on top of whatever's it. Whatever's hanging on counts. It's like you cut, no. you know, like yeah, use a measuring like spoon for it, not just a regular one. So if you have those really specific goals and if you have a goal that you want to put on X amount of muscle mass, mm-hmm. then you do have to be really strict and intentional with, with it. it. Yeah. Um, if you're just looking to maintain or you're like, you know what, I just want to feel stronger and build overall strength right now. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a set, you know, amount of what I want. I just want to, you know, feel good during my workouts. Then you can probably follow, you know, portion guides or, you know, mm-hmm. be mindful of your nutrition and practice intuitive eating. But if you have set goals, specific target goals, then, you know, tracking is going to be the way to go for, you know, three, six, however many months it takes you to attain that goal. Yeah, most definitely. And and again, I think for, for those who don't count, you know, macros and don't track calories and whatnot, this could seem intimidating. But like you were mentioning, it really depends on your goals. And, and for for the sake of this episode, when we're talking about why my personal like in my journey my muscles are not growing we have to look at our nutrition and see mm-hmm. what type of nutrients we're getting and and that's the whole point so number one guys lack of proper nutrition and calorie intake again this is a huge huge point that we wanted to start off with and so we want to make sure that we are feeding our bodies right feeding it the proper protein carbs especially within two hours after working out to replace any lost glycogen and aiding in in our muscle reports uh, muscle repair excuse me so i have a little note here um to start here calculate your recommended calorie intake for your goals and your body composition profile begin tracking your macros and intake to properly ensure you are meeting your needs that are necessary for your muscle growth and, and your personal goals um currently reassess the types of foods you're consuming to ensure you're not getting the right so to to ensure you are getting the right amount of macros in your diet because essentially like ash was mentioning it happens more often than not when you do break down what you're eating in a day you're saying well damn i'm i'm consuming you know uh 60 is 
fat intake, you know, and, and the rest is, is divided up by protein and carbs. So that's, that's not good. So it's good to really get eyes on that and, and then reassess it for sure. But awesome. Moving on here. Number two, guys, an uh, actually really, really important one um, that we probably take for granted and we don't really pay attention to too much. <laughs> but lack of proper sleep and recovery. This is a huge reason why you may be killing your muscle gains. Your muscles are not growing. But for those that don't know, muscle repair and growth hormone is released during our deep sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. So we have to understand that rest and recover really means to rest and recover make sure that we're getting great quality sleep seven to nine hours and i know some are like what the hell i wish i can get seven hours right and we get it everybody has busy schedules but you also have to understand too like if you have goals and you're sacrificing your sleep and you're sacrificing that recovery time you just have to know that okay i don't think i'm going to be getting i don't think i'm going to be pushing my body as efficiently as i could and and getting that proper repair that's that's needed essentially yeah and i i think too like not just the sleep but the recovery part i think a lot of people sometimes that i talk to are like you know i work out six seven days a week and Mm -hmm. while sometimes we think oh that sounds good like that means that i'm doing what i'm supposed to that's completely not correct at all like if you're working out that many days one you're probably not working out hard enough Mm -hmm. because there's no way that you should physically feel okay to work out six or seven mm-hmm. days really like pushing it granted it it can be done but it shouldn't be done because you're not allowing your muscles time to rest to recover so when you're hitting that next workout they're still sore they haven't even recovered they're not being targeted and worked the same way that they would if you actually took a day or two days off in between and i can speak from personal experience like there there's been times where i'm training and training and i think that's the best way to go mm-hmm. But I'm not even PRing. I'm not even pushing weight. I'm not even feeling good. I'm just kind of going through the workout to check it off. Versus if I take my two days off, usually that first day back to the gym, I'm hitting PRs. Right. I'm pushing mm-hmm. weight. I'm having a good pump because my body's rested, my muscles are rested, and they're ready to like go back and hit it hard. Yeah, and I know we've talked about this in the past too. Like if you if you come back from like a vacation, like a week, two weeks, or whatever, right? And you come back and you're like, I didn't work out this entire time, but you go back and you're like, man, I pushed a lot of weight. I feel super well well rested, and that's the whole point, right? Yeah, you've allowed your the way you're you, when you're in your gym, when you're in the gym getting your workout in, you're breaking muscle down, or ideally you should be breaking muscle down, right? You're stressing that muscle, you're quote unquote tearing it too. You know, obviously you're not getting injured or anything, but <laughs> you're breaking muscle down. But also, I'm glad you brought that up. You're not getting injured. That is another part of proper sleep and recovery For because sure. if you're not fully rested, mm-hmm. if you're not recovering, you're more than likely going to overexert yourself exactly. in the gym, which can really quickly lead to injury. And then you're, you have a sprain or a strain and then you're out for like weeks and it prolongs your progress even more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll definitely talk about that here in a little bit as well, but quality sleeps can be super, super important. And, um, and even, even naps, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of, of naps as you know, and, and Probably people know out there by, by I now. I think people but, know. I think they've cut on. You yeah. made a reel about it. No. About naps or having trouble sleeping. Yeah, I didn't talk about naps, so. But 20-minute naps are my thing. They happen uh, daily. Yeah, definitely <laughs> get a get a 20-minute nap if you guys can squeeze it in there. And, I mean, 20 minutes, everybody's got a lunch break. You know, you can go to your vehicle. I was, I was a big <laughs> proponent of this. Um, but I don't know if that's, like, the safest thing, though, for, like, 
I mean, depending where you work and where your vehicle is parked, but <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But um, number two, guys, lack of proper uh, lack of proper sleep and recovery, and and I know we feel this a lot, especially when we when you throw work in the mix. You know, working really long hours, working overnight hours. You know, you throw off your your body's circadian rhythm, um, getting poor sleep. You feel it. You feel weaker. You feel malnourished. Um, deprived you feel like a like a damn zombie right yeah. and the last thing you want to do is go back and hit another workout because you just feel like i'm just going through motions i'm not even i'm not even like like triggering the mu- the yeah. muscle or focused on it because my body's so tired yeah and it's not a good workout and i know a lot of people say you know any workout's better than the one that didn't yeah, happen no. and i just call bullshit on that because i think if you are going to go have a workout and you're not going to be intentional and you're not going to be in it mentally because you're exhausted, Mm -hmm. then like, it's not going to be a good workout. You were better off going home and sleeping. And that's another thing I'd say. If you're, if you're really exhausted, you will go home and fall asleep. You're not going to go home and like browse social media or, you know, do things to keep you busy. You're going to go home and sleep because your body really needs it. So instead of thinking you have to push and get a workout, if you feel exhausted, rest. And I guarantee you'll feel better when you do get back in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's crazy too? Like, let's say someone's like, yeah, I do get seven hours of sleep, but it's not the best sleep. It's not quality sleep. I get up a lot, right? Inadequate sleep or interrupted sleep can also impair muscle growth and recovery because, you know, insulin stimulates protein synthesis within the body. It drives amino acids to the muscle. That's exactly what, what the cells need. And if you don't hit that like deep sleep cycle, that REM, um, rapid eye movement sleep cycle and, and allow your muscle to really rest recovering rebuilds you keep getting interrupted and whatnot i mean it's kind of common sense like you're not getting that you're actually putting your body into more stress you know Mm -hmm. and so it's it's super critical to ensure that we prioritize you know rest recovery and sleep and and making sure that that you're setting yourself up for good sleep too like practicing good sleep hygiene and a bedtime routine where you limit you know screen time you're taking you feel you know, taking a bath or just feeling clean, putting on new pajamas, making sure your sheets and stuff are clean. And all of those small things play yeah. a role in how quality of sleep you're having or what quality of sleep you're having every night. Yeah. So why don't you read the, the start here tip for those that are, that are, um, cause we're, 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 we have a little tip for everybody who's looking to start right now to, to, to turn this around. Yeah. So ensure you're getting enough quality sleep and recovery, build solid sleep routine. So a cold, dark room, shutting off electronics one to two hours before bed and not looking at screen time when waking up. I've even taken it to the step, and if you're able to do this, I think it's really beneficial is just putting your phone on do not disturb after mm-hmm. a certain time because right. now you can do that on a lot of phones. And I think that's really beneficial because if you put your phone out of sight but you're getting notifications, you're still going to check it. Definitely. So if you're somebody who doesn't like work you know, for a 24-hour facility and stuff like that, sure. if you can do that, I really recommend doing that and then lining up two recovery days from workouts to ensure proper muscle recovery Mm -hmm. i do also think with the shutting off the electronics is you know finding a voice finding a good habit to do before bed whether Mm -hmm. that be like reading or journaling or you know having like some tea or you know 
I know I'm big on like my CBD subs and stuff like that because I am somebody who has a hard time one falling asleep Mm -hmm. and two having good sleep because my brain's constantly thinking. So I'm asleep, but I'm still thinking of things I have to do like tomorrow or the next day. So finding, you know, if you need sleep supplements or something, finding the the right thing that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And kind of leaning into number three guys so so backtracking a little bit this is the four reasons why your muscles are not growing number one of course nutrition uh, plays a huge huge part so lack of proper nutrition and calorie intake is number one number two is lack of proper sleep and recovery to allow your muscles to actually repair and grow Um, that's a huge thing we've all experienced it um, making sure that we're prioritizing recovery and, and sleep for sure Number three, guys, kind of leaning in, and it, and it kind of plays hand in hand with recovery, um, high cortisol levels. So we are very stressed out in this world today, <laughs> and, and it, believe it or not, it plays a huge, huge part in how we're, our bodies are functioning, how our muscles are growing, and and muscle is is super important, especially when we're, we just got done talking about recovery and how are you going to recover? How are you going to sleep right? How are you going to sleep well rested and, and feel calm when you're super stressed out, right? And so your cortisol levels are always high. And we've talked about this in the past, but muscle stress is important. It's needed. And, and we're talking about that stress that you take your muscle through during a workout. You want to make sure that, and we'll get into the workout section, but you want to make sure that you are stressing the muscle for it to grow or else otherwise you're just doing the same thing every single time and, and you hit a plateau, you're not growing. Anything but your like mind that. is one muscle you do not want to stress to exactly. make it grow. And so definitely a huge point is, is reducing that type of stress. So um, again, short stress bursts, like your muscle stress is important, but when, when, when you experience prolonged high stress, high cortisol levels, um, that actually inhibits muscle growth and it leads to, to catabolism, um, weakness, you know, um, basically muscle not being grown as it should. And, and we can credit a lot of this to life stresses, work stresses, um, some hormone related. I know that's yeah, a huge thing. Yeah. And I think you can, um, to kind of go hand in hand, this is not super like, you know, muscle gaining, but when someone's stressed, you can see it on their body, on their face, like physically, like stress takes a physical toll on your body. And why would it not also take that same toll on your muscles? Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're someone who's stressed and you're like, I look tired, I look stressed, all of these go hand in hand. If you're tired and you feel stressed, your muscles are also tired and stressed, not in a good way. So they're not going to be able to perform the way that they should. And they're not going to be growing the way that they should. They're just maintaining or holding on, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point. Because when you look at like being super stressed at work and then you have different maybe life stresses, financial stresses or anything like that, you're not exactly like... I'm at the peak of my physique and I feel so great because it's all one function, right? Your mind, body, soul, everything is one and and works in unity. And if, and if you're, you're super stressed out, if you have high cortisol levels, you know, your hormones are probably all out of whack and it's not functioning as, as it should. So, um, having high cortisol levels, it also inhibits the release of testosterone and human growth hormone. So it really impacts our, overall like functioning immune system as well so so if we're super stressed out and this goes back to even sleep if we're lacking sleep you know that we're not 
fueling our muscles the way we should. And, and of course, as we know, higher cortisol levels leads to higher fat storage. And so we're actually working against ourselves. And so, again, I understand there's probably stresses out there that that are they seem unmanageable and uncontrollable at times, but I feel that there's always things we can control about ourselves. And so if you are in you know, a stressful situation, maybe you have things going on at work or at life, things like that, I'd, I'd highly encourage you to look at where you're experiencing the most stress and see how it can be quickly reduced and, and take little chunks out of it. You know, don't try to, if it's a huge mountain, don't try to tackle it all at yeah. once. Um, we're huge on compounding and making sure that we're, we're getting these small wins. But I think once you start minimizing that stress, you'll get to a better headspace. And when you're in a better headspace, you have greater workouts. You feel good, right? Um, going into into your workouts, going into your nutrition, all that good stuff. So find balance. Ash talked about a while ago, having positive habits and routines. Begin incorporating those that will allow you to bring yourself back to a calm state and back to, to center, essentially. All right, guys, let's go on to the final one. Number four, we couldn't not talk about working out, right? Yeah, then kick it off. Go for it. (laughs) Um, A lack of proper exercise, Um, not practicing progressive weight overload, not practicing time under tension. Mm -hmm. We'll dive into these, but. I experience this one a lot with clients or friends or family or just, you know, people that I, you know, that I come in contact with that ask, like, you know, how do you, how do you get this kind of growth or how do you get that definition? And it's not that I'm doing the longest workouts. It's that I'm doing effective workouts. So I'll let you dive into what an effective workout looks like because I know you've got all these notes and I don't want to fuck them up. No, I mean, (laughs) go right ahead. For me, I was jotting down things that are super critical and, and needed to grow your muscles, you know, and I think some of the huge ones that pop off, you know, right off the bat is, is like you mentioned, progressive overload, you know, you can't go into your workout and every single week, let's say you're doing bench press, right? Mm-hmm. Every single week you're, you're doing 135, right? 135, 135, yeah. you know, you're never going to grow your chest. Your, your, your chest muscles are essentially already plateaued at that weight. And so progressively overloading is saying hey okay cool let me add even a 2.5 on each side let me add five on each side you'd be surprised how heavy a 2.5 feels if you're really like exerting yourself and so you go through these through these little accomplishments little milestones and whatnot and that is progressively overloading the weight another huge thing and we've all experienced it currently experience it is muscle imbalance you know uh synergistic dominance it's essentially what that means and and we've all probably been accustomed to it where we're dominant more dominant stronger on on the side that we're you know right hand or or it's easier to even engage muscle group on right. one side yeah exactly so if you're right-handed you know nine times out of ten you're stronger on your right side right um right-handed whatnot and that actually plays against us because when you're doing you know um uh, bilateral movements so you're doing whether it's a curl a barbell curl whether you're doing you know tricep extension bench press stuff like that with the bar your your right or your more dominant sides taking over for the most part and so if we're not mentally identifying that and focusing like okay damn my left side's feeling a lot weaker it's visually 
um, smaller and weaker in size, then that's a huge thing that's playing that's playing to that. And so progressive overload is huge, but also identifying muscle imbalances and working on those or else they're not going to get better yeah and i think that's something for me like my right side is obviously my you know dominant side so it's stronger so when i do lower body i know that i have to do more unilateral moves because i'm trying to correct that imbalance and i know that if i'm doing regular squats my right side's going to take over so i have to do maybe single leg assisted step ups or different things to target it but i think too another one with obviously progressive overload is time under tension I think a big thing that I noticed, and this is why I've actually strayed away from when I'm starting out with clients, I will hit like tar- set them like, okay, 10 reps, 12 mm-hmm. reps over time as they progress in the gym and they get more educated on working out and, you know, all of that stuff. I add on there instead go until failure yeah. and then this really allows them to push themselves. And if you're doing, like you mentioned, 135, you're benching that all the time and you're knocking out 10 or 15 reps if you went up to like 145 but you could only do five that's more effective than doing 15 at a lighter weight and i think sometimes people are like well i'm going to do a lot of high reps with low weight and yes that type of training works for certain things but if you're wanting to put on muscle you do need to practice progressive overload and you do need to increase that weight and slowly you will increase how many reps and once you're up to doing 10 reps at that higher weight then you increase it up a little bit and a little bit and then i mean time under tension is huge just because instead of rushing our reps if we slow down and feel every single rep and i saw you had on here is increasing that um slowing down the negative right which is not allowing that weight to control you you controlling the weight and really feeling every single rep that's when you're really stressing that muscle in that good way to really allow it to grow yeah that that eccentric pool and and we've or i think i've had a i had a post a while back months ago on the isometric concentric eccentric parts of each of the movements and uh, identifying that the eccentric is essentially when the weight's going when the weight's the heaviest going away from you right or maybe um you're doing a, you're doing a, a bicep curl you're actually letting the dumbbell down letting the barbell down whatever taking your time three seconds two seconds whatever the case may be because if you're swinging the weight around then chances are you're not working the muscle out efficiently and so that that's also a, a huge point to to really consider and so we're talking about workout technique good muscle stress right um another thing cardio you know mm-hmm. if we're saying you know i'm trying to gain muscle but you're just doing cardio every day like crazy you're burning a lot of calories you know and you want to be sure that you're getting the efficient amount of um muscle gain and stress and not burning it all away and you know i've i've done this myself plenty of times and after after really reassess okay what path am i on what are my goals and whatnot because if i'm going in and i'm um hitting 900 1000 calories doing my workout and whatnot and i'm like holy shit like that's that stuff i'm gonna have to consume and and make up because i'm not in a quote unquote i'm not looking to cut all these calories yeah, you need out being in calorie surplus at yeah. that point and so and so these are all things there's so many different factors and and i know we've talked about it in in past episodes of different factors to consider when working out you know um essentially even for muscle muscle growth understanding that there's different stages so 
taking your your body first through identifying and, and gaining that muscle endurance that hypertrophy phase you know because then you're like okay cool I'm, I'm really feeling this movement like you were mentioning clients who are just focused on going higher reps but it's super low weight then or the form's not there that's right. another thing too is focusing on having the correct form because if you're doing the workout incorrectly you might be straining your back instead of targeting your hamstrings or your glutes so you're not going to be seeing that muscle growth so first thing i think is making sure that your form is correct so i know some people are like weird about this but i think i i even like i've recorded workouts and i look at my form from past workouts that i've done like years ago and i'm like well your form improves but you're not going to know what you look like unless you record yourself or you're working in front of a mirror and i don't think it's like a vain thing that's going to help you learn and see what adjustments you need to make so you can make sure your workouts are being effective or even touching the muscle that helps put that mind muscle connection so you are actually you know working out your glute muscles or working out your hamstring muscles when um, you're doing a movement rather than saying okay i feel it all in my quad when it should be hamstring focused right and so you want to make sure that those things are are essentially in in line but Guys, number four here, going back to his lack of proper exercise, lack of proper, you know, technique, weight, progressive overload as to to the reason why muscles are not growing. And so these are things we have to really understand and and dissect in our in our workouts and really question. The more you educate yourself, the more you kind of learn about workout routines and and you know, different compound movements and progressive overload and time and attention and reps in reserve and all that good stuff, the stronger you'll start getting in your workouts. And and you just have more of an investment and you enjoy the process, you enjoy the journey and all that good stuff. And I mean, again, it's all about, I, I even have here the CNS, your central nervous system. If you're somebody who doesn't do compound movements and you're saying, I just want to get stronger overall, that's something huge you have to focus on. And I think for me, I think challenging the cns is is something that you should always be doing but identify super early when you work out like that the stabilization like journey part of it where you're saying okay things that challenge the central nervous system deadlifts squats huge compound movements right bench press shoulder press things where it's multiple multiple body parts that are being activated like those are all things that build muscle those are all things that also burn fat and so if you're looking for something uh, maybe we'll have another episode on just fat burning. That's a huge one to do yeah. rather than saying, I'm going to go do 30 minutes of cardio. You can literally do 10 to 15 minutes of a high intense interval training or a compound movement that challenges your CNS and you're going to, you're going to burn more calories and yeah. fat at that time. But guys, I think uh, Ash mentioned it earlier. Consistency over time is huge. Muscle doesn't grow overnight. And so you can't say, okay, I'm going to start incorporating these things. And next week I should have the muscle that I'm looking. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You're, you're most likely going to feel better. You'll feel sore, you know, because you're, you're probably stressing the muscle out the way it should be stressed out. But muscle takes time to grow. It takes weeks, takes months, you know, to years, years, you know. And so you want to be patient and understand that, okay, this journey is going to take time, but I'm excited because now I have this different, appreciation to to muscle growth and what it's needed right and so to start here guys on the workout aspect so as we round this one out reassess your current workout routine or if you're not on a workout routine right now let's get started be intentional with each exercise and movement to ensure that efficient muscle contraction is being done official you know 
progressive overload is being done. Um, identify if you have weaker muscles than other. Make sure that you're switching to ipsilateral movements. One arm, one leg. Uh, we can't always do double movements, bilateral movements, compound movements because then nine times out of ten you have one dominant side that's pulling more of the weight or doing more of the work. So just reassess your current workout routine and, and question a lot of things and seeing how, how you can dissect it and, and get even more intentional on it. Because that is one through four on the four reasons why your muscles are not growing. Number one, lack of proper nutrition and calorie intake. If our muscles are going to grow, we have to make sure we're feeding them correctly. We're getting the adequate amount of protein, adequate amount of carbs, and ensuring that we're keeping our fat relatively low. We can't do you know, no fat at all. The body needs fat, mm -hmm. um, but you got to moderate that. You can't, you can't uh, just go crazy with it. Um, number two, lack of proper sleep and recovery. This is a huge one that many of us are probably skipping over. We think we're super strong and tough if we can do three hours of sleep a day, four hours of sleep a day. And, and kudos to those who can, because I, I won't, I'm curious to see how you feel day to day because that that sounds like a nightmare to me. I mean, it sounds like freaking SEAL training or something yeah, like exactly. that. But I mean, that's more of, I mean, that's, that's like yeah. specific to that. Yeah, they probably can talk all day on stuff like that. But for the purpose of this episode, muscle growth, lack, um, lack of proper sleep and recovery is really um, just not the way to go. You want to make sure that you are properly recovering so that you know, growth hormone, muscle repair, that can all be done while you sleep and, and basically grow those muscles. Leaning into that, number three, high stress levels, high cortisol levels. We want to make sure that we understand that our work life, you know, plays a huge impact in our muscle growth. So if we're highly stressed out, all we're doing is, is creating more fat stores in our body. So we want to make sure that we're getting to a calm state we're handling those stresses that that are really inhibiting this this uh, muscle growth and, and making sure um, that we're we're properly recovering because I feel like it goes hand in hand with with that recovery period. And then um, number four, guys, is the workout portion. So lack of proper exercise, lack of proper technique, making sure that we're progressive, uh, overloading in the weight, making sure that we're identifying weaker muscles and ensuring that, that we're giving those individual and ipsilateral movements some attention as well. But guys, that's a wrap for episode 32, short and sweet. Guys, trust me when I say it, but to be honest, I was talking to myself going through these four reasons because quite frankly, this is a struggle for me. It's a struggle for all of us. And, and that's the beauty of it. I think essentially the beauty of the journey, it's all part of the process, right? Um, we love the education behind our fitness, our bodies, our nutrition, so we can continue to learn, grow, and develop forward in a positive way. But hopefully after hearing this episode, you can take each of these four reasons, dissect them one by one and reassess where you are in your health and wellness journey to not only ensure you're getting the proper muscle growth needed for your goals, but to also ensure that you're taking care of your body through proper recovery, reclaiming your mental health and wellness and getting rid of any stress that is not serving purpose. Be sure to like, share and follow the Strong Society and the Strong Society podcast on Instagram and Facebook, tune in via Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And guys, please, if you are unsure about some of your current goals or struggles, please don't feel embarrassed, intimidated, or ashamed to reach out to us. We'd love to see how we can support and are here for you all to serve you all so you can turn a page towards a healthier, thriving, and more active lifestyle. 
Our personal Instagram handles are Anthony Lucas Flotas and Ashley M. Zam. So be sure to follow our pages as well to catch free workouts and educational content weekly. Have a great Monday, everybody. Later. Bye.